Welcome back to Beyond Building Beyond with Tecton Podcast. In today's episode, we're just going to lay back and have conversation about I want to say random subjects, but we'll we'll try to have some value in there for for y'all's. One thing I'd love to get started off and something that's fresh on my mind right now is transitioning from being working in the business um, a lot of activity, physical activity in the business, whether that's uh, on the computer doing estimates or doing project managing, paperwork work, and then transitioning over into a C, a full-time CEO position where it's future of the company, uh, like it's, it's mind, it's decisions, all that stuff, and, and, and how that affects the, the personal life as well because you like more more and more that I have to turn to the mind working and all that decision making I'm realizing that I've got to do something act, active outside of work because you, you go home and you just yeah you got that pinned up tension and mm-hmm. you just tend to take it out on on the people at home it's just right. it's a big That's transition not even realizing it you yeah. know you, you'll have a 30 minute conversation with him then you'll start getting into something wrong <laughs> like, no you know i thought we we're just having a normal conversation yeah, i've noticed it spiked the last the last six months to a year while i'm trying to do this transition and learn more about it it's like that that tension is there mm-hmm Definitely, I was when I before I came here, like in common sense, and uh, the biggest thing, like you take your your tension home with you. You try to leave work at work, but you're stressed or something, so you have less tolerance for things at home. You're not really that fun to be around. So, um, like for me, it felt like I had to on purpose um, not take that out and even change some certain things at work and in my life and realize, you know, what is the most important thing? And that is um, our families and our responsibilities that, that the reason why we go to work. But yeah, I went through, I bet a two, two year phase where I was, you know, maybe even not treating my spouse as good as I, I could or, and stuff like that. And I feel like it was just because you let the, you let the stresses of work um, go home with you, and you don't sleep good. And um, I feel like you you have to actively train yourself to not be stressed and to shut it off when you get home. How how much easier was it to do that when you would actually go out with the crew and work your tail off and be exhausted at the end of the night? Yeah. Yeah, that's, it was easier for me when I was doing that, for sure. Yeah. That that was same here. I experienced that. It started getting better the last year at Common Sense because my position was to go out and help push the crew and teach the crew how to carry on once I was out of the business. So, yeah, that that made a huge difference. And I think that's kind of what Nate was alluding to. Like, yeah. as you change from working in your business and on your business, it, it's stressful because you're, you're worrying about is the things I've left that responsibility to that person, are they getting done? And then when you see that they're not getting done as good as you want, it adds 
some stress to you that, that I mean, that's why I have so yeah. many gray hairs. The, the, Letting go of your responsibilities to and believing that they will be taken care of right, that your customers are going to be the same happy as when you were doing those tasks is... Yeah, and like th- there's so much to say about the act being active that that releases all that yeah. pent up tension and stress. I, I I'm getting closer and closer to realizing that the gym's probably something I'm gonna have to do daily, like on my way home, stop by for an hour. I I hate the gym. What's the point of the gym? But now now there may be a point to being at the gym. I know I'm not. I know I need to be to the gym, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the gym, uh, my wife's a gym fanatic. She's pretty faithful. When uh, she's got off of it a few times and she just doesn't feel like herself and isn't really herself without going to the gym. So I'm a believer in the gym and I actually need to get in there too. Yeah. Myself. T- uh, Tammy, I mean, she. Uh, she found a friend here in town that like like last night we offered her to come to dinner. She was going to the gym to work out with her friend. Like she it's pretty cool to see how faithful she's taken on taking it on. She loves it. So maybe that's something that we I have to I have to turn to for for uh that pinned up tension and all that. Like and let's not I, I forget about personal health. I mean active only well, way to stay truly healthy, you know, you can be skinny and unhealthy. <clears throat> you gotta true, and you know, and we could all use a little weight shed here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, same. But sure. I want to, I want to ask you about the gray hair. Why don't you guys dye your hair? Y- you too. You have a lot of gray hair. For me, I've I've actually threatened to dye my <laughs> hair, but. My wife finds it attractive, so there's no way I'm changing it. Yeah, she says I'm, I'm going to be a silver fox shit. before I'm 50, and she's excited about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep I, it. I, I'm going to try. I, I'm going to see how it goes, but I think I'm going to die. I'm, I I don't find it like something to do anything about. I I, I actually admired a little bit. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, it feels like feels like you got experience. Yeah, <laughs> I do little, wear mine you know. like a trophy. So <laughs> I, I mean, get that's that. kind of way I see. It. Yeah. I don't feel like it's something that you need to fix at all. So I may differ on that. We'll <laughs> see. I got a few gray hairs, but not a lot. They're coming. You just <laughs> yeah. got you got young Give kids and this. Years, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, four years, I'll start dying <laughs> the hair. Tell those kids get to be teenagers. Oh, hell. What do you guys think about... I uh, A little along the same subject subject that we talked about, the, the home life with business. I don't believe in work-home balance. And, and, and But I don't believe in not believing in it. Like, I, I think there should be something, but the way it's portrayed is turn work off. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that. I think our children need to see us busy, need to see what we're doing to bring the food home. I actually 100% agree with that because of the work ethics that you don't find in families where everything they do with their parents is planned. Like I've, I always try and get our ki- kids to 
clean up after themselves, take care of their own responsibilities, and that's a battle in of itself. And um, if you don't do it at a really young age, then it's almost impossible to get them to do it. So, yeah, I agree. They got to see your work ethics. They got to see that that they have all their blessings for a reason. So as we get our butts out of bed in the morning and we go to work and yeah, and bringing it home. I think I think the thing that that I was specifically talking about is the, the attitude stuff. I mean, I've had conversations with my wife about how uh, when you're a business owner, it never really shuts clear off. And it's so true. I mean, but even when I was working for other people, it still never shut clear off. So that's just something I guess that I take on myself is just like responsibility and thinking about ahead, thinking how we're going to accomplish this or that. So, I mean, that's only why I've done it for myself, but I can't shut it off. Well, I never did it for myself. Like, I never was a business owner until Tecton. But if you any know, job I had, I couldn't shut off. I couldn't shut clear off. I want to ask a little mm-hmm. bit about that because you've been performing well at Tecton as one of the business owners, taking on that personal responsibility. So I'm going to ask you why. Why not? Why haven't you started your own thing? So, I it never left my mind. It always was there. What my my thing with starting my own business was the product that I could provide, and and I could not wrap my head around something that I could get behind that could set me above and beyond. I didn't want to go be a business owner and be my own boss for what I was making. I knew it would be way more work, way more um, stress, way more everything for nothing more for the next 20 years if you don't have something, you know, behind. And that's why I was so curious to, in in one of the last episodes, um, why what got you the courage to, to seek out something bigger. Um. But I never felt like the product that I could provide was was worth the time that I would have to put in. But did did you always feel like that this day would come when there there was an opportunity to jump in on a on a ship that was rolling? Absolutely, and I always felt like that there would there would be something on my own. I eventually find. Um, I spent a lot of my my downtime like thinking of things uh to do um i i kind of got stuck on um like tech stuff but i'm not not tech smart enough at all i Um, think we i think that's what sets me apart from a lot of young business owners is i i've always been super tech tech interested like i I, I would spend i would spend my days back in when there was nothing else to do like at home at at at, uh when we were in the religion i'd spend my days up uh typing learning to type just because it was the only tech thing that we could allow uh, allowed to do right so i'd spend up there typing so that's where i learned how to type and then from there i just as as tech came across, I got more and more familiar with it. So, 
I've noticed that you're way f- more advanced than I am where like you talk about the tech and trying to adopt it and bring it into a company. And when you're, when you're not like the smart one on it and you're trying to bring it into your own company, there's a barrier there that I really struggled with. And, and it makes so that like, if you're using, we used in common sense, custom homes, we used a program called builder trend. And as hard as we would try bad information in is bad information out. And it actually causes more problems than it helps if you're not using that technology, right? Because you believe it because it's on paper. Yeah. But if you don't know the information that gets put in there is right. If you recall the book, Good to Great, talks about technology being a part and how, how the good to great businesses never credited technology to their success. Technology was, was just helped them do what they were doing better. Yeah. They never gave yeah. it credit. Yeah. And they didn't realize how it was going to take over um, the way we think and do business in the near future, just 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, but I, um, I, I would argue very much so that, that humans are going to drive the AI. Like AI is not going to drive itself. We're not going to be making money off AI. We'll be making money off of what Somebody we will. tell AI to do. What I'm saying, Somebody right? Will be making money off AI. Well, AI will be a component, is what I would argue. But I, I, I still think that human. I think it, uh, it's about is. adoption and implementation, like. Because, I mean, I was reading an article how droids, you know, 2024, supposedly the year where you're going to see some augmentation, even in construction, where you might even have an office assistant in some companies that is a droid, an AI droid, and the augmentation is the human sitting there and making sure that it's doing it. As long as they and give me it, a little it, love. And it evolves. Well, you know, there is that in the world, too. There's a lot of bots. If you get on X and you see bots and you just know that's an AI chick trying to flirt with you for some reason. So you're like, yeah. get out of here, y'all. Um, no, I, I have no I have no doubt that AI will eliminate some of the just the paper pushers, so to speak, in the in businesses. But AI is going to stand there unless you're telling something to do. One of the things that AI is going to do well, and that is replace computer programmers, like for the, the coders that code a lot of, let's say, the automatic stock buy and sell programs. Mm-hmm. AI will take on that. And in that sense, you will be making money off AI. But I, you still have to tell it. Still have to have some human interaction. But we kind of went off and left field there with technology that, um, but it is a great subject for sure. Because the, the last thing, and I got caught up in this, thinking technology was going to help me do more, make more, be a part of my overall success. Honestly, the only thing that I could say of technology-wise is numbers and QuickBooks <laughs> that has made me operate better. Everything else, it's all about, consistency and using it the right way and if you're not using it yeah like, learning yeah. how to use it i've yeah. found it and you got to spend the time to learn how to use it and for me i'm hands-on so it's kind of trial and error read an article and then go and try and apply it or something if it's applicable 
Yeah, there's something about the the real situation. Like, I, I mean, I have, I have a calculator on my watch, my phones, my iPads, my. You push uh, all, uh, command space on the Apple, the Mac, and you get a calculator. But there's something about having that calculator, good old calculator on the desk. You know, and it's so, so to your learning. It's just like you want to do it yourself sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. not. Not try to use all that. And numbers, too. Numbers is a great calculator. For me, when I do it in my head and I understand it, it's clear and I can trust it. If if I don't know how something got to that equation, I have to start at that equation and work backwards to to, to verify its accuracy. One of the things that, uh, speaking of technology, that I became... A magical genius at is when I started using numbers, started using Apple products, and then everybody thought I was cool. And it, what what they didn't realize is that I just did away with the Microsoft, the Excel. It's so much more complicated. Um, all these little codings, computer codings that you have in Excel, it's just it's all explained out in numbers. It's just super simple. So if somebody's struggling with Excel or Microsoft products, switch over to Apple. You'll be a genius. That's probably good advice. I've never worked with Microsoft Word. It always confused me, but I've started catching on to numbers a little bit because I've seen so many of our programs in there and stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. It it's it's super cool, and it and it walks you through it in every step all the time. Yeah. It is awesome when you get one of those equations on numbers and you you can just take and yeah, it's cool. It's th- that's one of my mm-hmm. fun things when I'm when I'm breaking out jobs and what we're spending and stuff. Is I'll get lost hours in a number sheet. It's pretty cool. The problem is I'm not very organi- organized, centered person, so it'd be really hard for one of you to read my sheets. But I think yeah, if you build a cool not. one that can help one of us, I think you should like, hey, this is what this does. This 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 right. one equates this, and all you know, explain what it is, and then give us the opportunity to learn it, it, it or use it. I would have to. I would have to. I would have to uh, intentionally make it usable by other people. Because right now, I just throw numbers together, throw a calculation in it. I don't section it out, name it. This is what this is, and all that. Which I need to do. I get that. Because then that would make it usable yeah. for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, a few things about technology. What? Uh, back to the home life balance, man. Like, yeah. I, I really think that that, I'm struggling with that because I didn't ever want to speak of it. I really didn't. I wanted, I wanted my family and, and Tammy it's harder to get Tammy out of the business right now than I ever thought, but she's my wife, you know, like it's got to happen. Like it's, she, she just, she's damn good at it. And she does exactly what we want. Would you guys say like, yeah, yeah, she's not broke. Don't fix it. Well, well, it's breaking our, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's breaking our home life. Oh, Oh, the only time she can do some of the work is when I'm home tending the kids. Yeah, and that that was the she hard runs thing. off to the office. 
I remember when we started Common Sense Custom Homes and my wife was going to be the bookkeeper and stuff, but she was going to school. We had a young family and a couple more kids on the way. It didn't work out very long for at all. Yeah. So Mm. if you're a family man, one of the biggest benefits of having partners and multiple partners is the the quality of life and, and balancing the two like. You get a partner so that you can spend more time with your family. Yeah, and that can happen, except for in my case, where literally, like, especially this week when it's payroll weekend, she's going to be busy. Yeah, We we found ourselves, when we always find ourselves cuddling, talking about work. Numbers, work. Numbers, Yeah. 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 Like, who do we owe here? Who owes us? All this shit. You know, Maybe it's we, like, I, what the hell? We should be poking it in the old cow right now, you know? <laughs> Not freaking talking about work <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night cuddling. That's just ridiculous. I mean, I guess we, I we do that, you know, with like personal stuff too, you know? <laughs> you, create, you could just switch it over yeah, to that. I mean, after. it's just. <laughs> But I do get what you're saying. Like, there's got you. You need a break from it, and that doesn't give you one. And maybe that's one of the things that makes you feel like it's it's always there now, too. Like, yeah, you can't get out out of it thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I I I think we'll find someone. It's going to cost a little more money. That's that's why shaving off a little extra fat's going to be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not sustainable. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, it, how how big can we go, and have all this weight on one single? You can't. You gotta yeah. balance that home life. Yeah, the home life is uh, pretty important, and especially if you got children, they need they need a <coughs> dad. So, but it has allowed you to to build out the. The company in such a way where now maybe if you if you could train someone um, to do it the way that it's been done or to just be ready to take over as is and then evolve it into what you ultimately want in that section yeah. of the business. The The truth of it is, I think if we find the right per when we find the right person, it'll be a simple transition because I know a lot about what's going on because I'm so close to Tammy, right? So it'll be a it'll be an easy transition when we have the right person. But the uh, one of the, one of the things that I how how important have you have you found to spend time individually with each of your children, not collectively, individually. Because I'm finding that it's like when I come home and pick up Tom, Tanae just goes over in the corner and sulks. You know, it's like, it's like, where, like, where am I? So, like, in your experiences, what, what have you found? Is it important to spend individual time with your kids? I think to a certain extent, yes. I, they, they're all different. They all have different characters and stuff and. You got to treat them differently. It's every child's going to be different. So you have to adjust accordingly, in my opinion. It's, it's like 
it's like when you're biting your wife for hours. If you do it every week, she's going to expect it, and it's not going to mean nothing. But if you just randomly do it, and you only do it once or twice a year, that's the way I found. Like, I'll randomly take my kids now that they remember out on their own, and it means a great deal to them. At least they mm-hmm. talk about it. And then, and like my oldest, like she, she remembers back when she was four and stuff. I didn't always just make sure I spent alone time with each one and i still don't because i don't i i you want it to be wanted i want it to be wanted and i think that that's what people will remember when they grow up it's not if it's part of their life it's easy to forget when something else comes up well think about us growing up we had a big family and dad dad couldn't take us all (laughs) so he did break it up and did trade it off and like one of the i mean i I don't remember uh, spending just one-on-one time with Dad. One of the one of the persons I do. That, like I was reading uh, a billionaire's bio that he he uh, one end one year he says, "What do I wish I would have done better last year?" And that was one of the things: spending individual time with my kids. So I mm-hmm. so I it, it started making me think about it and how my kids get jealous but they're they're young it's not like i'm bending to their emotions right now they don't know what their emotions are but uh it's an interesting my middle daughter speaking of like one-on-one time so i'm kind of like nephi like i don't um specifically say okay this time it's one-on-one time but when the when it comes naturally, it's like a big deal to each one of the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get dad time, or oh, yeah. I get mom time. But it's not something that's well with my wife. She does take them one at a time to like a show or an event or something mm-hmm. where it's just one of them. But my middle child <coughs> has started doing this thing where she'll come up and just hug. She'll make sure that the youngest two are watching, and my very youngest one, her name's Chloe. She, she'll get jealous really easy, but my nine-year-old daughter will make sure she's looking and come and just say, my daddy, and just give me hugs just to piss off (laughs) Chloe, who is our five-year-old, and it works every time. And so I have to hug them both and say, I'm everybody's dad and stuff to settle things down for the little five-year-old. But we all get a little bit of one-on-one time kind of naturally once in a while. That five-year-old stage <clears throat> is the funnest. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love it. Uh, let's talk about ethics in the business, in life, whatever. We uh, w- one of the things is just t- to me as a CEO and, and and founder that brought on partners and committed to partners of results. It's really important for me to think about, okay, what what is ethics versus getting results? Like what what where's that line? And I think this I think it'd be a great conversation. And how do you how do you actually identify the results you're getting without a super deep dive too into that that individual partner or partnership as a whole? Like, what do you measure that by? The ethics or the results? The results. I I, I think results is just um, 
the, the results on, on the simple face is, is simply were we profitable this year and do we have work, you know? And, and, and then the ethics comes in is, and you can always make a little money if you bend some ethics, you know? <laughs> There's I mean, ways to make a little if you bend, bend some ethics. Bend some ethics, you know. Your, your moral compass is in your own head to, to a certain extent. We all know right from wrong, like the, the bad shit. We know, we know what the bad shit is, but to, like, the way we're talking, you know, what, what <coughs> Bert might see as dishonorable, I might see as perfectly fine. You know, you got to yeah. take care of number I, one. I, I like to think that, that, that or, when, when it comes to morally eth- ethics in the moral sense, is, is it injuring someone or did you go against what you agreed to? Yeah. Those two things. Like, Man, no if you anymore. didn't do that, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but I kind of I think, though, that that's where there's like this... Did you agree to it? Like, did you make it clear that it wasn't an agreement? Or, like, the other person's perspective and how you um, how you portrayed this, say you're going to justify doing something that one might think is unethical, but you feel like it's perfectly ethical. Well, but the the well, other part, the other side of that coin, they may feel like you yeah. committed to something, but you got to know. We get where we get one is. thing I would say about that, and I, I think this is a valid point. That's a valid point. Then they need to come and negotiate. Like they need to come and make their point. The problem is, a lot of people will just crouch down and choose to just hate you instead of come and make their case so to speak yeah you know? yeah if, nope. if they don't cho- choose to come make their case that's your justification yeah and like, like well all right all right thanks down. for letting well, me that, screw you yep. the nice guy finishes last <laughs> and, you know it's not even about screwing people hey. like we we see somebody that's famous and they take a deal you know via commercial or side with somebody that you don't <clears> like or you think is is morally not right and we choose to just rag on them, hate on them, and, and everybody does it. Everybody does it, and we're like, "Well, you got to think of all that money that they're giving him to do it, and and trying to justify it." It's like, "Well, he makes you know enough of this or that or whatever." You know, it's really it's not morally wrong to promote something. You know, especially like i said at first we all Depends live on what live our life between <laughs> our ears yeah you know, what what how you perceive this thing or or company that's being promoted might be completely different than somebody's true beliefs on it somebody else's true beliefs on it you know yeah, I, mean? I i think people like uh, people like go kelsey and taking that pfizer shit I think that he he's a perfect example of not giving a fuck. Yeah. You know, like he, he that's why I don't hate him, like hate on him yeah. like the rest I, of everyone. I do. Like that's is, enough. Is like that's enough for me to hate him. I'm done with him because of that. <laughs> right. Like you can't with 
good conscience and common sense, go do a commercial for Pfizer after what they've done. You just can't. Well, like not everybody has that, that same that opinion. Same. Well, they don't have that. I do. They don't have. Well, I guess it just so, goes back to you can show somebody the truth and they can just not believe it. Well, I mean, like what so credibility? So how do you know that he's been shown the, the proof? Like if if he turns a blind okay, eye to Demar it, then Hamlin he doesn't fell know. over on the field. Demar Ham, what more proof do you need? And that's one of yeah, thousands. But, and yeah, thousands yeah, but there's of there's a lot of people. Acting, field. You're acting like nobody ever fell over with with some kind of condition before. Yeah, Pfizer but you're acting like it hasn't it. started happening at like no, greater numbers. I'm and he knows to make about a it, point. but he knows about it. That's so he doesn't care. What you, he doesn't care. That's only opinion, though, saying that he knows about. It. If somebody chooses to turn a blind eye to something, or that's or they they form an opinion, and so nothing else that they casually hear will will stay. I do it all the time with certain. Well, we did it with our religion. We, we wouldn't did. listen to anybody. Like and, if they say, "Oh, this and this and that," you're wrong, and you're like, "Nope." That's on the shelf. Well, I prayed, I well, here's, it. here's, here's, that's a great analogy. I love that. But here's, here's why, how I liken something else. Like we talk about the people that don't believe what we feel like is the truth, that the, the, those vaccines are causing all that. In, in the same sense, in the religion, we didn't believe that the screw ups the fuck-ups by the leadership is what's causing all the negativity in that society, all the failures in the society, until we did. Exactly. And that's what, I, that's what I argue is like, until it was proven in our own heads, we didn't believe it. And we didn't believe yeah, it until true. we were way outside well, and looking that, and in. And that's true. That, that is true. I'll, I'll take that. And if you guys want to justify him for doing that, no, that I, I'm is not, fine. I'm not justifying I'm, I, him. I, think, I, I have the same stance in, in you know, fuck Pfizer. <clears throat> yeah. I don't hate on him. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you just have to, either you're going to have to just How stop, wa- like, and I'm talking to myself, either just stop watching it or be able to just, just ignore little sections right. of it and enjoy the sport. That, like, that's entertainment. And I cut myself off of it after the kneeling, like football and stuff, for a couple of years. Your but I love it. watching yeah. the game. I love the game. It's fun to watch. Um, it's entertainment, and right. so for that, I use it for entertainment. I, you know, play fantasy with you guys, but there are certain things can... about it that I just can't quite uh, it's like it. Like with I used football, to. you can sit on your couch and feel competitive. <laughs> no, that you. Oh, that you can do that. that. That's true. Well, whatever. No, like no. we talk crap about. Oh who's yeah, better fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, all fantasy. The time. Uh, I, I guess mean, you're that's right. What I retru- fantasy I re- gives us. We sit on our couch every and day feel well, and, and we feel. Oh yeah, look at me go. <laughs> well, you're still not getting any <laughs> exercise. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I tell it you, gives you a good. <laughs> it makes every Sunday uh, quite a blast, and and Spec- half the time you're disappointed, but it's still. Especially if we're if we're collaborating over text or over the right. chat, you know that's that's a lot of fun. You know, it, it's it. Uh, everybody I would keeps say up on everybody. The way I, I'll call it worship the game. Like I would get pissed if my team lost. Yeah, pissed. 
I would even mistreat, like, say rude things to the people around me after my team lost. Yeah, you're an And asshole. now, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and now I can, I can, you know, take it or leave it. If I want to watch a single game or something, I'll do it. Like last Sunday, I cleaned my garage. I didn't watch any football. And that was a healthy relationship. I, I should have done that. But it, that's just, I have a way healthier relationship because I retract it. I, I reset in it. For the record, so, I cleaned my garage too last Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the record, Good. I watched. you guys that long? I cleaned mine like a month ago. For the you're, record, you're I so watched a lot clean. of pointless games last week. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I did kinda. too. Because I cleaned my garage months ago. <laughs> the day started in a lot of scenarios, but ended up pretty simply <laughs> yeah sunday night shouldn't end, shouldn't even happen it was pointless at that point <laughs> there was a I lot disagree. of point, pointful <laughs> games well but so <laughs> you know, we got distracted here it it really is all about i mean you you said which i love we all live our life between our ears yeah it, we're all in our own somewhere. heads so if That's somebody really and we're not talking about travis but if somebody forms an opinion about something that somebody else thinks is morally wrong. I mean, just like we were taught, I mean, we alluded back to it a little bit, but we was taught that since we were part of the belief and we chose to deny it, like we're the worst fucking people in the world. Yeah, but... But the people that did not be part of the religion or was not told the truth, they would have a chance in a different different life a different world and and it's kind of the okay i have an analogy for you then and let's not bring kelsey into it but let's have an analogy in our religion if you physically seen parents either sexually or physically abusing their kids in the name of that religion would you have continued to believe it and even took part in those beatings or that sexual misconduct towards absolutely not exactly no matter and so what. how can we watch um people pass out on the field or die and die and or die and then and say we Pfizer. don't know yeah it came after the vaccine look into it Educate no no yourself. i I, I believe i believe and what so you're that's saying why, that's why but i how cannot can you say tolerate everybody the should see towards that? Towards Pfizer. I, I don't I have zero tolerance for it because it's all over the world. It's in front of us. It's serious. It's deadly. And and even, and even I won't shut up about it. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> you know, don't, so, and like I said, I, fuck Pfizer, but it reality is is people don't tie it to what you the same thing you tie it to. They yeah. they don't sit there, they believe what they're told. Well, they should listen to this podcast and they hear what I just the said. Same, because same thing that the we do about that. They believe what they're told. Were they told that the vaccine caused um, Lamar Hamlin to fall over on the field? Absolutely not. They wasn't. Sheep. And, and yeah, they're all sheep. I mean, we're all. Well, two plus two is five in that world. That's all I'm going to say. In my world, it's four and always will be. <laughs> <laughs> they might say the same thing. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying it's. <laughs> I I agree. There's a lot of health issues happening after the Pfizer. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. After all the vaccines, and I I am I am on board. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to argue that point. My my simple argument is, 
sympathy for ignorance. That's what you're advocating for, sympathy for ignorance. And I can appreciate that, but I don't, I'm not extending it at this point. It's gone too far, and people have got to either wake up or they might be next. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to get it, get it across them without a little bit of sympathy. No, you're not going to no, convince you're, them. You're, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, and I'm not trying to convince empathy. anybody here except for that's myself. Not that I'm right. That's empathy. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a little empathy. Uh, and, and that's all. That that's my argument. Is just like, hey, look, and we're we're they all don't look at it the way the... you look. So come up with a way to convince them different. I kind of think that part of my um, passion especially when it comes to Kelsey is because I really, I thought he like was this awesome person that grew up in a rural farm life. And yet like he stands for a lot of, of what America was as a child. And yet I, I, I kind of feel like him not standing up for America. Um, I feel like that's betrayal. So, but it, he, there's one thing you can't really argue is is he thought he was standing up against America for doing that Pfizer commercial. No, and I don't. I, I but he. I mean, he didn't. He's well, not one of the ones that speak out when they're kneeling and all that. Jazz, right. So to our defense of like, I say ours, but I I actually don't hate him for it. Um, I mean, we forget about the millions of dollars. Would he that choose Pfizer? I would say go if get works. a flu vaccine shot if I had a platform for, you know, probably the money he was paid. That's where my morals are. Yeah, what if he chose Pfizer if he didn't, if ethics. it weren't for the money? Yeah. I, I just don't know. But, but I also don't make the money that he makes. Maybe I would feel like, hey, I have enough. I don't need that shit. But what I have now, if I got offered millions of dollars, my morals are, well, yeah. I don't why think- don't you go take the shot? No, I wouldn't get it myself. So I don't even think one percent of people would say I have enough. I don't need that. If they, yeah, like, I don't. I don't think that that's a thing. I don't even think it's like human nature, unless someone, like, really has uh, a reason to decline something like that. But if they know the harm that something has caused. Like, so I do agree with your point and your premise and, you know, hate doesn't belong anywhere. And I don't mean to hate on anybody for their, their decisions and their beliefs, but we got to wake up. That's all I'm saying. No, we do. We do. And maybe you could use that money they give you. Well, I'm woke up, Bert. (laughs) I mean, all you have to do is I'm woke up. Everybody here is woke up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think so. uh, The, uh. To what you were saying, I I think that I think that the only thing having more does is want or make you want to see what you can do about getting more. <laughs> I mean, the there, truth of it, the truth of it is is expenses go up. The wealthier you get, the your lifestyle changes. yeah the lifestyle changes. The expenses go up, so you, you actually to maintain your lifestyle you need more. Yeah, but bring it back to the ethics and the moral compass. Like, there's, 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 there's got to be, a, there does got to be. That's between the ears. Like I yeah. say, don't to, don't to go back extent, on your agreements. Though. Yeah. And don't hurt anybody physically or mentally. Inten- intentionally, right? Like, 
Intentionally. What, I'm glad you added what, intentionally. <laughs> what other what other ethics can not be argued? Not be argued? Yeah. Um there, that's it. That's a pretty basic and yeah, I mean, lot, I mean you're it, it you're saying your like, word your word and what was the other one? It covers a lot. Your agreement and don't injure anyone physically oh, yeah. or mentally intentionally. And your agreement could don't, be super broad, like your agreement with yourself. So you're well, you're, yeah. If you have a if you yeah, have if an you open have a conversation that, that this or that's morally wrong, stick with it. Yeah, if you have an open conversation with somebody. Um, it's left up to description unless there's an actual description laid out. So get to the negotiating table when somebody wants to break it. I, that's what I'm saying. I think, yeah. And I think in business, that's, I, I don't, I can't off the top of my head to think of other two things. Those two things are very incumbent though. And then we all live those two things, even within our, obviously in agreement, if it's on paper, there's that, that closes that down but the other one is always open to like that's where you know something may be ethically proper for one person but not for the other as far in as the agreement like, yeah the agreement like no i agree like if if you're willing to make more for doing nothing than the person that done that done all the work even though you done all all the mental work and set up um, and they're willing to do it for that and they're happy with it. That's that, that's just makes you smart. Like, yeah. That's how you make money, make money by making yeah. decisions. But, but if, if they're sitting there and telling you that they can't pay their bills for that amount and you have all this uh, that you could slide them a little bit more, you know, that's where I would tend to, Say, well, you know what? If if it's that hard, you've done a good job on this other one, I would slip you a little bit more because I have it. And that, I can that's see where they're struggling. That's my job. moral compass when it comes to what do you give and why do you give more? That's where the negotiating negotiation comes into play. And I I'm fine with that. Like Yeah. If you if no, you feel like they helped you, but if you got like a string of employees or an employee that you feel like has drugged their feet, you know, you agreed like on a on a decent price to begin with and they haven't, you know, even come close to expectations or set them, like and then they come to you and be like, Hey, can you give me a little bit more because I can't quite make my bills this month or something or Yeah, answer's no. Yeah. They're the ones that broke the agreement. Yeah. Well, I mean the agreement could be set by just expectations in your own own right, you know, even even say you didn't have a I think true that comes, verbal or, or written agreement on them, but you had high expectations. But I think that deal would fail by lack of communication. Like, you have to have um, good communication to both of those points. Like, there needs to be clarity so that people understand what yeah. you're and if, saying. Yeah. What. Yeah. If the, like, that's a great point. If there's not clarity, where's ethics? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Ethics are in the negotiations. After that, they might feel like, like say that. say there was no clarity, and I decided to fire such person, and I told him such. 
well, he's just like, oh, shit. No, I, I need this work. I need some income from this. Can we ne- renegotiate? Can we renegotiate my position? We can, can we get something hard? And at that point, it's either yes or no. Mm. But anyways. Agree with that. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Building Beyond with Tecton. We'll see you next week.